Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Whether you seek adventure, search for answers, break down barriers, or see the world for what it can be, you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. Back to a Celtic state of mind. I'm not Kevin Graham, but I am joined today by John Hughes. John, how are you, sir? I'm very well, uh, Paul. John, on this extremely wet and gloomy day, uh, but worry not. I'm going to have a good one. My, I've got family coming over, so uh, I'll be off to see them tonight. So I have a good night ahead of me. Uh, well, in, in sober contemplation, obviously, of serious topics. You know, just be. I'll be very, very reserved. Always, always. <laughs> Before we get started, I want a big, massive shout out. Uh, you may or may not be aware of the makeup of what goes on behind the scenes at Celtic State of Mind, but we do have a studio. The studio is based in Dalkeith, and within that studio, um, we have a small team of three. One of the team is the videographer expert, the extraordinary Kelvin Craig, and Kelvin obviously has pushed us, John, uh, to the point of being aw- nominated for an award. 
uh, in terms of the video creation and the quality of the videos that we create. I don't mean the live streams that we're doing now, but the actual fully produced videos that you can find on our channel over on YouTube. And um, unfortunately, we were having a wee uh, drive uh, down to Wales yesterday and um, Kelvin took a wee turn for the worse. So a big shout out to Kelvin and we hope... He gets soon, very, very soon. I hope he gets well very, very soon. Um, I just think everybody that's uh, listening, it's very difficult, John, because there were some passing motorists that gave us their assistance, uh, random people in the universe who have no clue who we were, but they stopped anyway just to to help us out. So whoever they people are, those kind individuals that stopped to help us yesterday en route, um, to Wales, thank you very much. You'll never know how much you helped us, so that was brilliant. And get well soon to your Kelp. Now, saying to you, just before we came on, John, um, he wasn't born a Celtic fan, but we have had him at Celtic Park a couple of times. And his first game was Celtic 3, Rangers 0 um, in February of this year. So I think we started that that turn that turning process into him being a Celtic fan that night. Started to convert him. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there, there's uh, nothing more powerful than a convert. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I'm working on it on a daily basis. Um, I always love seeing that actually when you see these prominent Celtic fans abroad. Um, you know, the likes of Tony Curran, the, the Glaswegian actor, and he's over and. Like Hollywood is, and, and Martin Compson's another one, and and uh, Capaldi, and they're always trying to convert Celtic, you know, actors into Celtic fans. I love that. You know, they're spreading the good word, John. And Paul, can I, Paul John, can I just say, uh, while I remember, I know everyone's already done this, but I haven't had the the opportunity. Uh, Frank McGarvey uh, and his family. I don't know if any of them watch this, but just really want to wish them all the best in what's sure to be a very difficult time to come. Uh, and I just wanted to say that before we get tied up in anything oh, yeah. else. So all the best, Frank and his family. 100%. We, we're talking about Celtic legends, John. We're going to have a good discussion about James Forrest. And um, Frank McGarvey, you know, when if you think about my first game being 1987, um, Frank McGarvey for me as a player was someone that I only experienced on the telly. You know, sitting there uh, of a, a Saturday evening, waiting on the old fella coming back from the game, John, and I've spoken about this a few times, because you remember the smells, uh, don't you, back in the day, the vivid smell, uh, which was a strange mixture of uh, alcohol, cigarette smoke and Wrigley's <laughs> chewing gum to try and hide it, as if that's going to work. <laughs> and, and watching the games and, and being aware of McGarvey. And, you know, my old man was at the 85 Cup final. Uh, yeah. it, it always reminds me, he lost an Adidas Samba during the uh, celebrations of Frank's goal <laughs> that day. And then you fast forward and various things you're, you're doing, John, you, you come into contact with people and it's, it's a bit surreal. It still is to this day. It's a surreal experience. And um, Frank and I have done a few events together, a few live events. But of course, he was also the manager of the uh, Celtic Greats team, the charity team that acts on sponsors. And he was a barley laughs, uh, always getting on to me about my fitness and my weight. And uh, just in August there, he was in the studio with, with Tommy Sheridan recording uh, an episode of the show that he does with, with Tommy. So Frank, like you say, and his family in our thoughts and in the prayers of Celtic fans one and all absolutely um, yeah. keep fighting Frank keep fighting it was it was emotional wasn't it seeing him on the park at the weekend and then the uh, interview that, that followed as well on Celtic yeah. TV John yeah no it's difficult stuff 
so it's uh, you know again uh, having been through uh, some other sort of difficult experience recently I can appreciate um, how hard it is for them so I just wanted to make sure uh, that uh, I got to see that on air Absolutely. Uh, so uh, you know I just wish them all the very best it's, yeah. it's going to be a t- difficult time for them so you know thoughts with them for sure, 100% positivity sent in your way, Frank. And, and the thing as well, John, this word legend, uh, you, you know, you, you might be on social media and you use use the word legend and it's always closely followed by someone saying it's an overused term, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to talk about it in terms of James Forrest, though, because, you know, I don't think there maybe is or are criteria uh, in relation to scoring 100 goals, playing 500 games, whatever it might be, but... James Forrest, how can you argue that this man is a Celtic legend? He is in my eyes. Um, well, funny enough, uh, I, I think on uh, my initial reaction, um, and the same with a lot of people, uh, you know, you'd have said uh, James is a great servant to the club. Um, you know, he's been a fantastic player for the club. I wouldn't have straight away gone to the word legend, but I thought about it, and then I started sort of looking into it really to get more of a handle on it. Um, and first of all, let's just be clear, the word legend um, is is not overused. It's actually misused. So the definition, the dictionary definition of a legend is an extremely famous or notorious person, uh, especially in a particular field, or very well known. That's what legend means, right? That's all it means. So really the question for me is, is he a Celtic great? Is he one of our greats? Um, and as it turns out, I don't think it really matters what your opinion is. The facts are the facts. They speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. So he is uh, he's either uh, our third equal most decorated player or our fourth most decorated, depending on who you believe, because uh, I, I notice that there's a discrepancy in the number of Scottish Cups that have been awarded to him. I don't think Celtic are given him 2011. Um, but he played in the final, so I think that, that, that gets him it. Um, so uh, he has 10 titles, 10 league titles. Now, this is an astonishing list. Six or five Scottish Cups uh, and five League Cups. He has a nine in a row and a quadruple treble, right? And in that quadruple treble, uh, he made 154 appearances and scored 49 goals. Um, he is the only people with more uh, honours than uh, James are Bobby Lennox with 25, Billy McNeil with 23, possibly Scott Brown with 21. But that's your list. So if you're a, if, if the question is, and the real question is, is he a Celtic great? Because legend really doesn't mean anything other than is he famous. Um, he's got more trophies than anyone outside the lines. Uh, and so the, the answer to that question is yes. And it really doesn't matter what your opinion is, because I tell you, five years or ten years from now, the only thing that's going to be available really is the record books. Yeah. That's all that people will look at. You know, so if you're if your kids are looking ten years or fifteen years from now and saying, you know, who were the Celtic greats, James Forrest is going to be all over that list. Absolutely all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, it's very, very, very difficult to argue the contrary. Uh, and I know it's very 
it's challenging because he's still an active player. Uh, and that's always difficult because people always have strong opinions and memories of, you know, real dead recent games and things they've done or haven't done. Uh, and the passage of time smooths all that out. So, you know, that's that won't be the case in a few years' time. But, you know, apart from the fact he's a legend, uh, you know, in my view, and a Celtic great for sure, he's still playing. Mm-hmm. And when he came on against Leipzig, um, it was immediately apparent he was on it immediately apparent. Uh, as soon as he was on the ball, uh, you knew straight away he was back at it. Uh, he just looked completely different from uh, you know how he looked uh, you know uh, you know last season or earlier this season. He was just he was more direct, he looked faster, he was faster in action. Uh, you know he was uh, his movement was excellent uh, and it was great to see. Uh, and you know when they appeared I wasn't surprised to see his name on the team sheet at the weekend. Uh, because, you know, he had played well and it was apparent that he's in form and he is in form and, oh boy, <laughs> how is he in form? Um, that was just brilliant. And that, honestly, I mean, that's if someone if someone uh, had to uh, do a statue of James Forrest, it would be the, the finish in that first goal, that starfish, you know, finish that he does, <laughs> you know, when he's tapping in the balls in the back. Yeah, thing. yeah. And, uh, 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 that would that would be his uh, that would be his statue, um, and uh, I know he had a fantastic game. Uh, now there's a lot of reasons for that, you know. But we'll come back to the game later. Um, but essentially, you know, is is James Forrest a great? There is no dispute. There is no argument. Uh, I, I'm afraid. It's very much back to that point. Um, you can have your own opinion, but you can't have your own facts. Um, and the facts are what they are. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. one of our most decorated players in our history. And if that does not uh, qualify him as a great, I'm afraid I've no idea what does. Another you know, thing as well, John, I always look at uh, a player's career and I look at the um, the managers that, that uh, the individual has played under. Because you do get certain managers who favour certain types of player. And you look through the the record books from him getting his debut. It's you know seventeen. He's now played, and this is his fourteenth season. Uh, and all the managers from Neil Lennon to the present day, with, with Ange Postecoglou and everybody in between, and you're able to uh, prove yourself to each individual manager. Uh, you know from different parts of the world. You've got Brendan Rodgers, different approach. Ronnie Dyla came in, different approach. Ange Postecoglou, but. Um, all the while, James has proven to these guys that he's good enough to be part of their plans over a prolonged period of time. And, I mean, maybe it's old-fashioned. I'm not so sure it is. I mean, going back to some of the discussions we've had recently around how does Celtic uh, build something that uh, might year-on-year make an impact on Europe. Because I always do believe that your core of your team has to be, um, I'm going to say of a Celtic state of mind, but having come through the way of Celtic, you know, Kieran Tierney was one of those players and we were disappointed when he left, but we'll, we've also got Callum McGregor. We've got Anthony Ralston. Interesting that we're allowed to speak um, about t- Tony Ralston in such terms a couple of seasons ago. We couldn't do that. Stephen Welsh is another one where they've come through the ranks and know what it means to be a Celtic player. They're not here as a stepping stone in, in their career, John. And um, I, look at, I look at James Forrest and what he's come through. He's come through a lot of adversities. He's been written off. Uh, more often than just about any other Celtic player I can remember, and like you say, he comes in and, you know against Leipzig and he does look on it. 
he follows that up with a performance at the weekend there to remind a lot of people, I'm not finished. You know, I'm not over the hill. The injuries haven't destroyed me. It might have to adapt his style, but they've not destroyed his career. And there's a there's a group of players at the moment, I think, and James, you know, um, definitely falls into the category, who are not first picks, John. That's not what we're saying here. But he's not going to be the first name on the team sheet every week. But they are going to contribute this season um, where necessary. And I think Forrest is one of those guys who, you know, if our strongest team is available, he might not be on the pack. On this form, he probably would. Um, but he's, a, he's an incredible backup. I think Ralston came in and proved that at the weekend. Brilliant backup. Burnaby, right, who I think we're classing as the backup to Greg Taylor, has been superb in the last couple of games that he's played. Um, and we're starting to see it, even with Moy, who's, who's coming for a bit of criticism, John. I don't know what your thoughts were about him no. at the weekend. <laughs> You're not convinced with Moy? No, well, look, I mean, and, and all of those, I mean, just to, to go to the game at the weekend, it, you know, just to be clear, I mean, there was reasons for that. Uh, you know, uh, again, there's reasons for that when people are going, oh, we didn't do anything different. No, perhaps we didn't, but Hibs did. Hibs came out and played an incredibly high line. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, I was looking back and you can see how high a line they played based on the goals that we scored. So we didn't hit the midfield for four out of those six goals. Yes. So the, the first goal was Jens, Haxabanovich, Forrest, then Jens, Haxabanovich, Bernabe, uh, Gigi, and then Jens, Haxabanovich, Ricochet, Forrest, O'Reilly, Forrest, right? No midfield. And then the only reason the fourth goal uh, was came through the midfield is because the Hibs player lost it straight in front of Aaron Moy, uh, who slotted the ball through to Forrest, who was on the move straight away because his movement was fantastic. Um, and the again, goal number five, Ralston, Abada, Gigi. Mm-hmm. And then the sixth goal uh, was uh, Moy, because at this point, Moy had the freedom of Celtic Park. Uh, and uh, he, he dinks a ball over the top, um, uh, and uh, Maeda reacts well when you know Kyogo is trying all sorts of bicycle kicks in front of him and uh, missing them, uh, and he managed to keep his eye on it and scuff it into the net. So you know that that was fair enough. But Moy, uh, no, uh, Moy is immobile and slow. Uh, uh, however, if you give him that amount of space, he will destroy you. You know he is an excellent passer of the ball. Um, he still has that talent. He, he, you know, he is a very, very gifted footballer, uh, but not in any way, in my view, you know, uh, anything other. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on the Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
than a backup, or nor should he ever be considered. So he, he is, you know, uh, the Titanic could turn faster. Uh, you know, he, he is very, very, very slow, um, and he's very immobile. Uh, he's not athletic enough at this level, but he is a very gifted football player. And when you give him, we've seen that in other games as well. You know, Dundee United, uh, when we were hammering them, you know, he'll destroy you if you let him. If you leave him enough space and let him turn and look forward and, you know, give him time to, you know, assess his options, he will absolutely destroy you. So, you know, there is that. Uh, as far as Ralston goes, um, I, I, I'm afraid I've always been a, a Ralston advocate. Uh, I accepted the fact that Juranovic uh, would be picked for Europe based on his pace. Um, but other than that, uh, you know, I would like to see Ralston get a start in Europe now because I think Juranovic has been responsible directly or indirectly for quite a few goals against us uh, this year. Uh, so I don't see if, if Ralston would be any worse. Um, and he's certainly, in my view, very effective going forward. He's more efficient going forward. I prefer his final ball. Um, so, you know, I mean, you can argue all day, and I have done, I've had these arguments, I'm sure there'll be people arguing in the comments, you know, what you're talking about, Juranovic is the, the best player in the world, you know, because he's a Croatian international fullback and all the rest of it. I don't care who he's playing for internationally. It makes no odds to me. I look at him playing for us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I don't think he's been playing particularly well, and I would like to see Ralston given a run as more than just a backup. Um, so, and uh, who was uh, the third one we said there? I can't remember now. <laughs> we, so, we did mention Bernabe. Oh, Bernabe. Yes, yeah, Bernabe. Yeah. Superb. Mm -hmm. uh, and now, uh, one of the really enjoyable things about that game was the interplay between Haxabanovic and Bernabe on that wing. It was great to see. It was so creative. And the boy is hellish quick. He has some amount of pace on him. And his ball in was super, uh, you know, his balls were direct and fast and hard and, you know, accurate and they were not sort of some big high floaty things. He's trying to keep his balance running down the ring. You know, he was smashing it across. Uh, so I, it was great to see that, Bernabe. And if he, you know, I think if he proves himself, if at any point this year he proves himself defensively, uh, if he's given an opportunity in one of those games, I, I think Taylor will be back up in short order. I mean, we paid a lot of money for the boy for good reason. Uh, now, he looked a bit shaky when he first came in, but he certainly didn't look shaky the other day. And Haksabanovic looks a tremendous player. Um, I think the only reason we have him, to be honest with you, is he's not he's not quick. Uh, if he was fast... I would say he'd be a you know a, you know a top tier club in terms of Europe, um, so uh, I think that's why we have him. But that's we only need him for that because you know I, I know that automatically people are saying you know if Jota comes back, you have Haksabanovic in one wing, you have Jota on the other. Mm. Uh, I I, uh, I mean I don't know. I mean if you have the likes of James Forrest playing well, I would love to see the interplay between. Uh, Haksabanovic and Jota, if Haksabanovic is playing in the 10 row, you know, the sort of tip mm -hmm. of the midfield as he did before, the interplay between him and Jota and potentially Bernabe, you know, that is that's some mouth-watering stuff. I would it's love a frightening prospect. Yeah, I, I would absolutely love to see that, you know, because the, the pace, the skill, you know, all of those things, that added quality that you need to break down teams that are packed in defence. Now, 
it's easy to sit here and, and laud them because Hibs played a ludicrously high line. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was almost as if they haven't seen the games against us. You know, uh, now that said, you know, we slag people for coming to Celtic Park and, you know, digging in. But, you know, I mean, if I was the manager, I'd be digging in. Um, but, you know, fair play to him for trying to play football. But it was a very high line and it was easily defeated. Uh, we were just playing diagonal balls out of defence and it was just easily beaten, you know. Um, and that diagonal ball, actually, you know, that loops out game. I, I, I remember, you know, myself and my mate were at the game and we were just standing there going, you know, Carter Vickers, he just, he never played that ball. You know, and neither did Jens. He never played that Diana ball, and it was on loads of times. Anyway, mm-hmm. separate story. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was just great to see, wonderful to see, and I'm really can't wait to see when can, I know they'll probably put them in separate wings. But you know, if James Forrest is like in, in scintillating form as he appears to be just now, play him, play Haksabanovic in the middle because there's boys there in that midfield that could do a rest. I mean, Hatati really needs a rest. He was mm-hmm. right off it. Uh, he, he's not playing well at the moment and uh, he was right off it again the other day um, and the issue is we can't afford to lose two of our good players out the midfield we can afford to make one change so if you're playing like Abelgard you'd need to play O'Reilly and Haksabanovic you can't you you know you can't play two of the defensive players we've seen what happens when you do that exactly uh, you know so um, uh, there was lots and lots of good stuff at the weekend it was a, a really enjoyable game and uh, you know Again, the important thing there was exactly what we'd said uh, last week, Paul John, was, uh, you know, goals change games and you take your chances and the game's over. Mm-hmm. You know, the game was over in 24 minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, so then it becomes an exercise. Uh, and, you know, it's brilliant to see. Uh, but that game is over in 24 minutes because we took our chances. We created good chances and took them. Uh, and that was it. Game's over. Uh, so, and James Forrest, of course, legend that he is, Celtic great that he is. Um, he uh, he scored his hundredth, which was it was just great to see. Uh, and you, you know, I if you begrudge this man, you're not a Celtic supporter, you know, in my view, because he came through. He's been with us for long. I can't remember a, a, another player that served as long as that, really. I mean, what is he make his debut in May 2010? Mm-hmm. Who, who else has served that long in recent years? You know, uh, so he, he's been with us through thick and thin. Uh, managers have assessed him and found him to be uh, uh, enough to be in the squad and stay at the team. You, you know, you think that's an easy thing to do? It's not easy to stay at a top team. No, it's not. It's not easy to to have your place in the squad. It's not easy to prove to four different managers that you are valuable enough that they're giving you extended contracts, when, especially now when he got that contract last year. Extended contracts, that's how valuable he's thought to be. So for me, uh, you know, James Forrest was the, the absolute highlight of what was a great game. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And thanks to Hibs for, you know, showing up and playing like that. But, you know, it was a great game. It was, you know, you're mentioning there a few things that I want to pick up on. Firstly, with regards to James Forrest, I remember when he was given that contract, there was a lot of people who, you know, were coming into the comments and saying it shouldn't happen. Um, Some people on Axom, some of the contributors on Axom didn't think he should have been given it, that his career was over. And I think that um, 
what we always need to remember, and it's difficult at times because we're emotionally attached to uh, everything that goes right and wrong with Celtic, is Ange Postacoglu has seen a guy like James Forrest every single day and he knows what the boy's capable of and he knows he's not finished. And I think performances like that at the weekend show and prove that to be the case. How long can it go on? Can I just say on that point, I don't mind the fact that people said that last year because he was really poor. He wasn't playing well last year um, uh, and he was off form. So I don't mind that. But I hate this confirmation bias. I watched a, 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 a... a comment after the, the Leipzig game saying, oh, he's finished, he's garbage, he offers us nothing. What were you watching? You know, you, you just, you're so determined to make that point. You're not watching what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You're not watching the game. It's pure confirmation bias. The same thing you used to have with Alston. It didn't matter what he did. He could have come on, he could have been scoring hat-tricks, juggling while he was doing it, you know, uh, and people would have still said, Absolute garbage, never good enough. You know, so I, I hate that. I don't mind people saying, look, he's been playing poorly consistently. I can't understand why he's getting this contract. That's a fair comment. But, you know, to make that comment when he comes on against Leipzig, you know, and plays really well, uh, and then you've gone, oh, he's finished, he offers nothing. I, I can't accept that. that. That is poor. That is poor. Uh, and I think people need to uh, just pay a bit more attention to what's happening in front of them uh, and stop being so uh, absolutely dug in with their opinions. Mm-hmm. Change your opinion based on the performance. Look, Looking at the performance, so you mentioned, you, do, you, you quite rightly mentioned that the, the cross-field pass was very effective. I mean, the, the amount of success we got from that Jens to Haksabanovic pass was unreal. But yeah. again, in, in the last few weeks, we've been talking about the fact that I think since Carter Vickers uh, was out the side, um, what we've seen a lot more of is the pass to the inverted fullbacks. We were never missing them out, John. And, you know, the, the defence, as a result of that, were never really on their back foot. We couldn't open it up. And it was frustrating because you know how good now that Jens is doing it, but he wasn't yeah. doing it without Carter Vickers being beside him. Carter yeah. Vickers also played a tremendous pass to Haksabanovic. It's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be a go-to pass for the centre-halves, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and and I know it's not always on. I know that depending on how your uh, opposition is, is um, lined up and what the shape is at the back, it, it, it isn't always on. But I just felt we were playing too much uh, passes from centre-backs to full-backs and we weren't making that same kind of progression. I mean, we were cutting through them like a, a hot knife through butter as a result of that. Um Haksabanovic, though, there was a wee comment there I seen yesterday from uh, from Ange where he was talking about the slow burners and he was referring to Haksabanovic, he was referring to Burnaby. When you look at like last season when Ange came in and we really needed every signing to hit the, the ground running, John. So the first batch of signings come in and Carter Vickers impresses straight away. Kyogo becomes a hero. Yeah, Yakimakis got injured. But then you've got that the January transfer window where O'Reilly hits the ground running. Maeda does the same, Hitati does the same. This season hasn't really been like that. And what we're seeing is these players slowly but surely coming into the side and making an impression. Haksabanovic could well be um, you know, in the in the strongest eleven I think he is at the moment. Burnaby at this moment in time has got to that point as well. But I'm still looking forward to seeing Abildgard because we've never really had an opportunity to see yeah. what he's got in his locker either, John. No, well, I mean you're I mean, at the moment Haksabanovic and Burnaby had better delivery than Amazon. You know, they they, they were Super. Uh, so you know you want you want to see that now. Again, 
I'm well aware of the fact it's in context and that Hibs were letting us play, so that has to be taken into account. But the potential there, you know, uh, is just great to see. So uh, it'd be great. Abelgard, uh, for me, um, he has to start tonight because mm-hmm. uh, otherwise I don't see what the point of him is or uh, when we're ever going to play him. If he's not, he's not playing this game, you know, uh, I, I, I really don't know what he's doing. I mean, uh, you know, I'd be putting, I'd also be resting Hatati, so I'd be playing Abelgard, um, O'Reilly, and um, uh, Haksabanovic would be uh, my midfield uh, for this game. Now, that said, uh, there's a strong possibility Haksabanovic doesn't start. You know, if he's had any sort of a knock at all, they just wouldn't start him. Uh, but that's what I would do. And, and then, you know, uh, you, you would need to, Go to the wings with your uh, Maeda and Forrest, um, and I know people will be ripping at that, with, you know, because Maeda is is getting it tight at the moment, as they say over here. <laughs> but it's uh, you know, uh, and understandably so. And that was a shame for the boy. To be fair, I felt for him when he scored that goal. He didn't celebrate at all, you know. Uh, the other day, I mean, he knows, and that's the thing about these guys. They know they're not stupid. They know they're not playing well, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, you know, they can hear the groans in the crowd and all the rest of it. You know, they're not completely insensitive. Um, so I, I felt bad for him. He didn't celebrate the goal. Um, you know, admittedly, it was the sixth goal, so I might be rubbing it in a wee bit. But, you know, still, he did a good job keeping his eye on it. He got it in. But, you know, I don't think I've ever seen him have a pure finish, you know, a clear finish. And it's always, you know, he's, he's, he's very scrappy, you know, and, um, scuffs but, it. He scuffs you know, it. He, yeah. he, he was he was scrappy but effective, and now this year he's just scrappy and has been ineffective. So that's where we start to lose the crowd. Uh, but still, you know, I still felt for the boy. Uh, you know, he did score a good goal, uh, and it was difficult to keep his eye on that ball coming over the top. But, you know, as I say, with uh, with Kyogo, I don't know if what he was doing some sort of um, very, very uh, rare martial arts he was trying in midair there. I don't know what he was doing, you know, trying a reverse overhead bicycle kick facing the wrong direction. You know, I don't He's know. He's probably what he was doing. capable, John. He just mistimed it. You know, I do want to talk about another uh, Japanese Celtic great from the past. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about a 6 1 scoreline, but there was also a 7 1 scoreline on this day, 1957, that I want to bring up. Before I do that, there's a few comments coming through. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. David Boyle, you're on the YouTube. If you're watching this stream and you enjoy the Axrom stream on a daily basis, and, of course, for the match days, um, then get subscribed to the channel because we uh, do produce content every single day. And over weekend, you, you are treated to the fully produced uh, content. It takes a wee while longer to pull together. Um, we've got lots of really good stuff coming up. Unfortunately, our videographer is going to be off uh, for a few days recovering from yesterday. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen this weekend, but we'll keep you posted. Get yourself subscribing to the channel. David Boyle. James is already a legend when you think of the big goals he scored for us on the big stage, particularly in Europe. And to come in yeah. from the cold of the hat-trick, that's something else. Remember, he scored last season. Was it against Livingston? He didn't really celebrate either, John, because he had yeah. been under a bit of pressure and yeah. the fans had been on the, in his back. So you know, it does affect these players. Sometimes you think about, about them almost as if it's, you know, whatever you say and do is not going to affect them. It does affect their confidence, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, definitely does. Definitely does. And I, that's what I was saying last week. And by the way, David, completely agree with your comment there. Um, 
it does affect them. And as we said, as I said last week, if you think it doesn't, you're, you're assuming that they're all sociopaths. You're, you're assuming that they, they don't have any feelings and they're not paying attention. You know, they're not all stupid enough to just be, you know, heads down, not looking at any media, playing video games when they're not playing football, running out onto the pitch and don't care what anyone thinks. You know, a lot of them are uh, intelligent lads, uh, normal people and who cannot help. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. But be aware of what's going on. Um, you know, I, and I'm sure all the people out there have got Twitter accounts or social media accounts or something. And when someone slags you on them, you know, it annoys you. You know, you, you, you know, it's difficult to sort of, uh, you know, say it doesn't completely. But if it doesn't annoy you in any way at all, then you probably are a sociopath. So you probably <laughs> need to see about that, you know. But of course it annoys you. People are insulting you. Uh, you know, how would it not? So, you know, uh, confidence is so important. But that, that's the thing uh, uh, so impressive, as David, Sarah, David said there about what uh, James has done. Um, he came into that Leipzig game with nothing. He came on to, you know, a really, really important game and he had no reason, you know, to be feeling confident. Uh, you know, he certainly wasn't getting any backing from, you know, I never heard anyone say, oh, that man's out, get Forrest on. You know, nobody was, you know, nobody mm-hmm. was shouting from James. I mean, and it was just so so apparent. It was amazing. It's like somebody had wound him up, you know, and sent him out there, you know. And um, it was just the same the other day. He just... Rolling back the years, I think, is the way you would describe it. Uh, And uh, it was just so good to see uh, because they go through periods of that. And, you know, to me, that's really uplifting. It's quite inspiring when someone has been down like that, especially a Celtic man. And he's a Celtic man no matter what anyone says, Mm -hmm. you know. So at this point, uh, and to me, uh, that's the greatest honour you can bestow on a man. So he's a Celtic man. Uh, and he was uh, super, uh, uh, and it was just really uplifting, uh, really enjoyed seeing it. Uh, to come back from the position that he was in, where he was really nowhere, and then to come on and give that performance, and look like there's a lot more in the tank. So we'll see how he does against... Uh, but, I mean, if uh, I mean based on that performance, if you'd ask me, uh, James A. Forrest or Abada, James A. every day at the moment, you know, until Abada does something else, because... Look, look at the first goal he scored. That That's exactly the kind of goal that Abada has made his name on, just the yeah. drift in at the back post. Mm-hmm. But that's where James has made his name as well. You know, so, you know, that's the starfish finish. That's, uh, yeah, it's just wonderful to see. That, so, that's incredible. Um, that that yeah. When you describe that, um, I'm thinking of the amount of times we've seen him doing exactly yeah. that. The body shape. Yeah, it's, 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 it's great to see. And uh, so distinctive. And, you know, as is his running gait and everything, and everyone, uh, you know, sort of laughs about that. But very distinctive, but very effective when he's on form. Very effective when he's on form. Uh, and as he was the other day. And uh, the number of, 
the number of times you've seen him score goals that are ricocheting off people because he's not scared to take the shot, you know, usually in confined spaces and, you know, drifting in in the back post. I mean, the, the number of and as David said, the number of important goals yeah. he has scored. I mean, even against Lazio, didn't he score the first? You know, Lassio, he scored, yeah. Uh, yep. yeah, you know, uh, even, uh, you know, uh, and so during that period, it was um, absolutely superb. And, you know, he hasn't been great of late. He wasn't, you know, wasn't really at it last year. But, you know, they felt there was enough there to keep him on. Mm-hmm. And that's due to his commitment to the club. Uh, he's an example to the other players. He's clearly a good player. It was just off for him. They were willing to, you know, uh, have, be patient with him because they felt he could add something to the squad. And this is the result. This is what you can get when you're patient with players, the same way as we were patient with Ralston, because the managers that had him could see there was something in him, something that the fans couldn't see. So, you know, it's it's just wonderful to see. And as I say, it's, it's quite uplifting and, uh, you know, I'm delighted for him. Oh, definitely. I mean, he is heading towards 100 assists, 100 goals, 500 appearances, 50 international caps, plus all the honours that you listed earlier, John. Yeah. Um, so, yes, he is definitely up there. I mentioned before um, a certain 7-1 victory that took place, <laughs> not this season, a wee while ago. Um, and what I, I, what I certainly do is, as a Celtic fan, John, constantly reading back on the history of the club. We've got an incredible canon of literature out there, some brilliant writers who keep us up to date with what happened in the past. I, and I just take it for granted that everybody loves Celtic history. Um, but you, no matter who you are, you must be aware of the famous Hamden in the Sun victory in 1957 on this day. And I did a lot of research on that over the years because obviously I was working with the um, I was working with Neely Mockin's uh, family in relation to the uh, the biography of Neely, and he scored twice on that famous day. Um, a massive, it was a record, it was a record cup final scoreline, probably still is. Um, there were songs written about it, Oh Hamden in the Sun. There's been a great book of the same name written by Pat Woods about that. And I just think it's important to always remember. Um, obviously, Neely Mockin's my favourite, but the, the other goals came from, it was a double by Neely. It was uh, Sammy Wilson scored a goal. Willie Fernie scored a penalty and a hat-trick by Billy McPhail. I think that's the seven goal scorers. So there you go, 7-1, John. Like myself, growing up as a kid, as a Celtic fan, this is the legendary, to use that word again, the legendary iconic moments of Celtic history that you've got to know about. It's almost like part of that fairy tale that Billy McNeil used to talk about, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, bear in mind we weren't that great a team back then. Uh, you know, uh, in the early 60s as well, were a bit of a struggle. So, you know, uh, it was a massive result, uh, and that's the reason why it legendary status, not just because it was a 7 1, uh, it was because, you know, we just weren't uh, the, the kind of team that we are now. That all changed in the mid 60s, obviously. Um, but, you know, those are legendary names now, you know, that you rhymed off there. Um, uh, because of that, but look, I mean that—that's uh, the, the beauty of this club um, uh, is the romance and the glory and the history uh, and the fact that um, we can all—you know—you you can give yourself fully to that, knowing that there's no sort of downside to it. You know, there's no sort of you know, like you know, I hesitate to say other behaviours and things like that that you would be. 
uh, you would be worried about uh, you know aligning yourself with. Um, certainly, you know, in, in my view, uh, I am never less than proud to be a Celtic supporter, um, and I, I doubt very many people are. Uh, and as a club, you can have great pride, and because of that, we do have a storied history. Um, we have uh, legends galore. Uh, we have a fabulous past, uh, and you know the, the 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 real challenge is to make the future uh, as storied as the past. Mm -hmm. So you know we you know that that's where we are now. We have a lot of work to do uh, to do that, but you know I am you know confident that you know we we can make inroads if uh, we're you know we haven't done for the last number of years despite what's happened this year you can see change and growth um uh, and incremental as it may be um you know we, we have to accept it because it's a different market and it's a different environment it's far more challenging uh you know you're never going to have 11 boys from you know within 30 miles of uh, Celtic Park uh, winning European trophies, um, so you know that's all well behind us. But it is a great history to be proud of, and uh, any victory over Rangers at seven one, I'm happy to discuss at length. Paul John, absolutely. So feel free to bring it up every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, this jersey at that time was the Celtic away shirt, the famous Shamrock jersey, often called the political jersey at the time, mm. never worn under Jock's team. But that was the away jersey. If you want to buy one of them. Perfect link. Check the, the <laughs> link underneath the video and go to axom.net. You can buy yourself one of these Shamrock jerseys. Uh, the Urban Culture, he is a legend, talking back again about James Forrest. Not one of my all-time favourites, but deserves his place as a very important player in our modern history. Yeah, and also I think what's important to note is how unusual his the, the longevity of his Celtic career is, like you were mentioning earlier. Absolutely, yeah. Very unusual in the modern game, not just at Celtic, but uh, throughout uh, European football. Uh, we're going to be talking about the longevity of another career in just a second. Stephen McGonagall, do we rest Joe Hart tonight? Talking about yes. tonight's game, let's talk about it. What's your thoughts, John? We, we bring in Benji Segrist? Yeah, well, yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you, you, you have to. Um, and there's going to be a number of players who are going to see this as... You know, as happens in other clubs, it's like, you know, this is the, the League Cup is where you play a, a different team, essentially. Um, now, admittedly, a bit different at Celtics. Obviously, we still want to win it. But, you know, Segrist uh, isn't that far behind Joe Hart, so I, I don't see any problem in giving him a game. Um, obviously, you're playing Burnaby, Ralston. Um, do you give CCV a, a rest and play Welsh and Z Jens? Um you know, how do you change up the midfield? Well, that's going to be difficult, um, uh, you know, with the injuries that we have. I mean, what we've got, we've still got Turnbull, Jota, Starfelt, McGregor, Welsh. Oh, sorry, Welsh is injured. Yeah, so, um, you know, you can't even do that. Uh, mm -hmm. My bad. Um, but, you know, the, the difficulty is with the midfield, we, we've seen what happens when you change too much. Um, so... You know, but at the same time, some of these boys need. A, I mean, O'Reilly needs a rest. Atati needs a rest. They look tired. You know, O'Reilly was at you know sort of half pace at the weekend. Um, still played well, but you know, um, certainly after a big game like he had against Leipzig, uh, he obviously you know there was a dip there. So 
you know, you don't want to, you don't want to wreck, wreck these guys, and, and ultimately the league is the most important thing. Uh, so, I suspect Ange will it'll be a surprising lineup. Uh, I, I can't see any way that it won't be a surprising lineup. Um, but you know, because everyone's saying, "Oh, we'll play much the same team." Uh, I mean, he, the evidence with Ange is that's not really what he does. You know. He uses his squad, and I think he'll use his squad liberally tonight. Uh, definitely, we'll expect to see Forrest starting. Um, you know, Haxabanovitz, if he's injured, yeah, that's going to be obviously, you know, that that's problematic on that wing. But it'll be Maeda, uh, almost undoubtedly, and then um, Jackie Marcus. Um, you know, because we don't really have anyone else uh, at the moment. Uh, uh, you know, unless he's trying to play Kyogo in it for him, but uh, Jack and Marcus, I think, would benefit from this sort of a game this, against this sort of a team. Um, who, you know, we didn't exactly thump them a few weeks ago when we played them, so uh, it'll be tight enough. Uh, so, you know, if we had some better, you know, uh, the thing about Maeda is uh, you know, if we had some better options, but we don't really at the moment. Uh, so, uh, I'd play I'd play Forest, um, you know, obviously, and uh, GG. So I, I don't know what midfield he's going to put out. As I say, I, I would want to see Abelgard uh, just to see if the boy can play, uh, and who else you play in that midfield. You, you're taking risks by resting players, but you're going to have to rest them at some point. Eventually, uh, no, you're yeah. right. You're, you're so, spot on. Uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't claim to have a an insight into the mind of Ange, and he's he's proven me wrong a number of times. This was very surprising, uh, you know, uh, decisions on selection. So uh, I'm as interested as everyone watching to see, and I don't claim to uh, you know to know where I'll be. Uh, and I think my opinion on it is relatively uh, not worth much because we don't know who's injured. Mm-hmm. So if Haxabanovich is not injured, I'd play one team. If he is injured, I'd play another. You know, so it really depends on uh, what the state of the injury uh, situation is. Yeah, and you've reeled off five there, five players who could uh, easily start, and they're going to be missing. Paddy, I'm bringing yeah. this up because you're talking about Ange. Um, afternoon to you as well, Paddy. Uh, all the full We Never Stop documentaries available to watch on YouTube. The reason I bring that up is it does it gives you a, an interesting, and intriguing insight into the behind-the-scenes kind of side of Celtic, which we all love, uh, because we see the games, we see the press conferences, but what you love to see, and it, and it shows that football fans generally love to see that kind of fly-on-the-wall documentary style, uh, because it's been such a big hit on uh, you know Netflix and Amazon Prime, etc. But I think that they've kind of taken that tact, John, and, and they've given you a wee bit of the behind-the-scenes footage, and we love seeing all that kind of stuff. You know, when, oh. whenever something is unearthed, and you think, wow, you're the fly on the you're the fly on the wall, you know, that twenty yard stare at Zhiranovic for asking for no, the deal. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Because I should specifically said I'm not giving you the day off, and then he pipes up at the end. Oh my god, the number of times I got the look from teachers back in the day, the absolute death stare. That was oh, hilarious. Brilliant. That and the other, the other takeaway from that is the state of Dundee United's dressing room. That would give you, I mean, is that deliberate to give people inspired migraines? That I bright think orange. So. Oh my God. I don't know how you could get changed in there without sunglasses no, on. It just Brutal. doesn't end. The floor no. just blends into the walls. It's <laughs> something to challenge the chocolate. That, that, that look that Ange gave you, Aravich, was just 
Perfect. Absolutely. And the perfect. thing is that his yeah. players were not protecting him. Like they were just no. putting him out there. It was you. <laughs> You're getting it. We're not getting it. Um, There's a basket right under it, son. <laughs> absolutely. Aye. Um, we were talking about longevity of Celtic careers. There's been a few really interesting discussions with Liam uh, since Liam started contributing from Celtic down under, coming on to the Axon uh, broadcasts. Because he is right in the thick of it. He's, he's based in Japan. He's a massive fan of Japanese football. He has got that insight of uh, the um, exports that, you know, he has seen Kyogo and Maeda and Hitati and Idiguchi and, and of course, Ange Porsakoglu performing in Japanese football. And he can give us that, that kind of backstory, if you like, uh, of these guys. Um, and we've also been talking over the, over the piece, John, about how Celtic have... Um, well, would I say failed to capitalise probably on the Japanese market, you know, the presence of Celtic in Japan and Liam is really frustrated because even things like the big Adidas stores over there don't stock the Celtic jerseys. So what I'm thinking is this week there's been an announcement Nakamura, the great Nakamura who still is playing, he's older than me and he's still playing football at the age of 44 um, but he is set to retire at the end of the season, it got me thinking, would someone like Nakamura not be a fantastic Japanese ambassador for Celtic Football Club? Because, you know what, the guys we've got at the club at the moment uh, may not be here in five years, but one of the arguments I keep making is, why haven't we continually tapped into that market since Nakamura left in 2009? Took us until 2021 to sign another Japanese player. Surely there was talent in there, John. We just didn't tap into it. But do you think that would work, Kevin Nakamura? Linked to the well, club? First of all, Nakamura retiring at 44. At 44, I was so far gone that the space shuttle, space shuttle couldn't have got me back from the Greggs on the moon. So, you know, uh, fair play uh, for Naka. Uh, what a player. Uh, love watching Naka play. And as an ambassador, absolutely, that's exactly the kind of thing that we should be doing. Uh, and obviously, we didn't tap into it because I can't, you know, I don't remember how Naka uh, came to us. Um, I know we signed him for two and a half million. I don't know how he was introduced to us, but the the managers around that time, from the point that he has left, you know, haven't really uh, either had or uh, you know they haven't had knowledge of that market, which is the first thing that um, you know uh, hobbles you. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, we haven't had the scouting structure uh, or any scouting structure. Um, unless Peter Lowell went on holiday to Japan at some point, um, then we wouldn't have known about them. So, you know, th- there's multiple factors as to why we haven't tapped into that market. Obviously, as well, you know, maybe they felt that uh, Japanese players, despite the fact of the success of Nakamura, um, you know, might not be the right kind of players. Because obviously Nakamura was a very specific kind of player. You know, very, very skillful, all the rest of it. Um, and again, you can remember the arguments from back then. You know, he was shoved out on the wing, effectively, and the wrong wing, really, uh, for a, a player like him. Uh, and he played in really Gordon Strachan sides, which were set up to play in a particular kind of way, which didn't favour. You know, he would done. He would have done a lot better in this side today, put it that way. Um, and a lot of people felt at the time he was the kind of player you could build your midfield around. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and uh, obviously that never uh, came to pass. But look, 
you know, as an ambassador to the club, as someone to be getting our profile up out there, he is very, very, very famous uh, in Japan. Um, I remember, was it Marinos, when he left there uh, a couple of clubs ago, um, they were talking about how their merchandise would, would drop off by about 40%. Um, wow. So, you know, he's a massive player out there. Uh, and if we could in any way get him to promote the club uh, and the profile of the club, I think that would be fantastic because we want these boys. Now, you know, it, it's one thing to have the, the players, you know, uh, within the game know, but you want the kids to know about it. You want them mm-hmm. to be, you know, you want the kids to be growing up supporting Celtic and, and, you know, are really involved in buying the merch and, you know, going to support teams of any affiliation and, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, you, you know, it's a very difficult job uh, and it's a huge, huge undertaking. Um, but Nakamura's ambassador, yeah, great idea, happy days. Let, let's get that deal done. Get it done. Get it done for anyone who's tuning in from Celtic Football Club. Come on, get, get your ideas from Axom. Definitely. John Francis, it did look like Forrest would struggle to get a game, but he has shown when fit that he can very much contribute. He's an all-round better player, says John, than Abada and Maeda, and a lot more clinical than John. That word clinical, we, we used that quite a bit for a few weeks there, and it seems as though we, we were able to uh, be more clinical at the weekend, and hopefully that continues. Mm-hmm. Lanky67 often comes in on the chat, so welcome to the show. Wee Jamesy has still got another two or three years in him, in my opinion. And if that is the case, two or three years, would that get him what he needs? Uh, I think Scott Brown ended up with 616 appearances for Celtic. So I don't quite think Jamesy, when you look at his average over the last four or five years, would get there. But he'd certainly um, hit 500. uh, And Brian Watt wasn't really surprised when Jamesy was offered an extension. It was probably more the length of the deal yet. Totally get that. It was quite a lengthy yeah. extension he got as That's well. That's a fair comment. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I want to bring up a wee bit of tech. The first part of tech is the thing that will revolutionise Scottish football, and ah. that is um, the video assistant referees, which they're going to be introduced <laughs> on Friday, our yeah. first game against the Jambos. Um, who's on the VAR, John? Have you checked? I have checked. I believe it's a gentleman known in my house as uh, Stephen, my guide dog wears brogues, McLean. <laughs> That's the uh, one. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is which is so comforting to have a man of that expertise, uh, you know, overseeing this new tech that's coming in. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, it'll be a huge success with people like him at the helm. Um, you know, and you know, for instance, it would change everything. For, you know, so Stephen can rest easy because that decision, that unbelievable decision uh, to penalise Burnaby, uh, you know, at the end there when Ryan Porteous, um, because again, you know, he was like you know, young Bambi who you being hunted and shot, you know, just falls over, legs and arms flailing everywhere. I don't know what he's like, that boy. Uh, you know, I, I think he, he probably gets applauded at training when he can stand up more than a few minutes. Anyway, um, he uh, that, that decision, which was one of the most baffling, shocking decisions from a ref, it was just, he must, I don't know what he was looking at. There is no conceivable reason for that. Well, I did give a reason on Twitter, but I'm not going to repeat it here. But there's no conceivable reason for that, right? So, uh, but the thing about it is, VAR wouldn't change that because he blew up as soon as Bernabe touched the ball, uh, basically as soon as he went to cross the ball. 
because obviously there was a real danger of a 7-1, which is unacceptable. Uh, so uh, if that if that if he'd let it play, if he hadn't blown the whistle, uh, and it, that could have been pulled back, uh, you know, it could have been checked with VAR. But it's not going to stop terrible, terrible refereeing decisions unless they're in the line of um, what is it? It's the only things that um, that will be checked. So you're looking at red cards, mistaken identity, goals, and penalty area incidents, and only if the uh, official wants to check something, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So it's not going to stop people like Stephen McLean and their appalling refereeing decisions, and you know, us getting guys pulled back, which should be yellow cards given and nothing given, and that sort of inconsistency. It's not going to change all those wee fills. He lets people get away with uh, in the middle of games, and then penalises us on the other side. You know, I mean, I, I had it down in my notes. I think ten minutes into the game, referee having a shocker. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it's not. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to rule out guys like that. What we will get is occasional accurate decisions, um, and hopefully, they just stick with the red cards mistakenly. But the, the one thing I was I heard the other day was. Um, do you know how many uh, cameras the English have on a game, Paul John? How many? So they have 33 cameras, four right. slow motion cameras and four ultra high definition slow motion cameras. Guess how many we've got? Oh dear. It'll probably be, I don't know, a CCTV camera behind <laughs> a five-star stand or something. We are going to have six. Six whole cameras. Uh, as opposed to their 33. Uh, so that is basically what the broadcaster has. Mm-hmm. You, might as well, you might as well take the TV footage. Um, so, look, we're already... We're, we're not even into this thing and we're half-assing it already. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to bring it in, do it properly. You know, uh, uh, otherwise don't bring it in. So, you know, and, and then you're going to have guys like McLean running it and it's just... I, I suspect uh, that there could be a lot of controversy over this in the next wee while. Um, but, look, ultimately, if it's run properly, it's going to be an improvement just for things like, you know, was he offside, was, wasn't he offside, all that sort of thing. Um, but the, the problem is, as other people have pointed out, Paul John, if you watch football, uh, has it improved the football? And the question is, you know, if a guy's blatantly offside or whatever, you know, fair enough. But if his armpit or his toe is offside, I know. you know, is it really improving the game? Because uh, I tell you what's happened, uh, what happened in rugby is that they they started off, it was tries only. You were only supposed to be checking tries. And now, if you run 30 or 40 phases down the length of the pitch, they go right back and they look at the whole thing from start to finish. So you're now getting halves of rugby that are, are supposed to be 40 minutes, taking 60 minutes because they're constantly checking. And if you give the refs an out, and this is what will eventually, I think, will happen with her, if you give the refs an out, the refs won't make a decision. They won't make any decisions in those areas. They'll just leave it to VAR. Yeah. You know, and that means there's going to be constant checks. The games are going to get longer and longer. So we'll see how it pans out. But, um, I, I, you know, done properly, I, I would hope it would be beneficial, but it would be done properly in Scotland. No, they're already getting their excuses and oh, there's going to be teething problems because I heard Kennedy Weiss came out last week saying why? Why is there teething problems? You should be 
you know, implementing this when it's ready. Um, I'm bringing this up, Stephen McDonald, uh, David Bowie Changes. We haven't had much music chat on today's show, John and I. But when we were talking about James Forrest, I was remembering back in the day where David Bowie would release a new album, John, and the NME would call it a return to form, you know, <laughs> because he's maybe had three or four, you know, substandard albums. Uh, David Bowie fans would probably be screaming at the TV sets that he never made a substandard album. Right, I get that. But you know what I mean? And James Forrest has had a couple of substandard seasons, but he has had a, a David Bowie-like return to form, Stephen. So thank you for prompting that one. We were talking about technology, and there was a, an interesting tweet or two um, just the other day there in relation to something that we have spoken to previously uh, in relation to the, the Dawa sponsorship that Celtic uh, signed back in 2022. Mm-hmm. Professor uh, Simon Chadwick tweeted out, um, the timeline of uh, the 2019 sanctions by the US government for this company, Celtic signed a deal the following year. And then in 2022, the US listed the company as an allegedly, um, having allegedly worked on military products. But um, I looked on uh, a couple of sources yesterday just to confirm this because it was one of the things I, I seem to remember. Celtic terminated that contract and um, there was confirmation on a few sources yesterday that that had been done, but I don't think the club announced that, John. Yeah, well, it, it's probably because it would have been embarrassing to have signed up with them in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was one of Pierre Lowell's uh, ideas, and uh, I can understand to a certain degree where they're coming from because they've got this big, massive company with all this brilliant tech selling them on it. But at the same time, you know, we cannot be associated in any way, with guys like that. I mean, the, their products are banned in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they're involved with the internment camps in China. Norway have banned any investment in them. EU removed their cameras. Uh, and they use AI-powered cameras that can detect, wait to hear this, race, skin colour, and even ethnic facial features such as Tibetan. So if you are an oppressive uh, regime, this... These boys have the very technology for you and they're happy to give it to you. So I, I'm delighted that that was terminated. I didn't know it had been. I was unaware of that, which is, uh, you know, so I looked into it uh, and, and didn't know it had been terminated. I didn't see any announcement of it. I thought we still had that ongoing. Now, to be fair, the only thing we were getting from them was the likes of, you know, video walls and drones and um, whiteboards and all the rest of it. But uh, still, we, we can't have any association with, with people like that who are involved in that sort of... Uh, despicable uh, regime uh, and um, the, the kind of horrors that they've been inflicting on people. So, uh, yeah, no, that's that's one we're well, well shot of and it was a good decision to get shot of them. 100%. Um, Martin Bickett, hunky-dory. Listen, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but after a bit hunky-dory <laughs> today, John, we're moving into the, the Motherwell, obviously, the, the wee Bowie uh, reference um, coming in there. What a genius David Bowie was as well. Um, so we're moving into Motherwell tonight, cup game, early kickoff. don't forget, it's at 6.15 uh, tonight, John. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back at quarter to six with the match day content. Please come back to us. John is one of our uh, newest contributors, our newest recruits, and you're bedding in. You'll be back with your, your buddy Kevin Graham next week. He'll be back from sunnier climes. 
um, looking all bronzed and uh, beautiful, <laughs> uh, I'm sure. And uh, you can you can catch up over the last couple of weeks that he's missed as well, John. Um, it's always an absolute pleasure to to welcome you onto the comment section and to welcome John Hughes onto a Celtic state of mind. Thanks everybody for getting involved, and we'll see you again tonight at quarter yeah, yeah. six. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer their home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.